Welcome to Shardcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news, discussion, and of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Danielle. Hi, fellow candy. Hello. Uh, also joining us is Evgeny. Hi, I am known across the non-Cosmere multiverse of Brandon Sanderson as Argent. And spoilers. <laughs> no, not no, not spoilers. Just Argent. Argent oh, okay. spoilers oh, okay. is a different okay. variant of me. He exists in the ah! Marvel in the MCU. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. This is all our cast members today. We're going to talk about Secret Project Two today, uh, as the title says. Uh, this is the non-Cosmere one, so I expect the viewership on this one to be significantly less, especially because this is coming out quite a few weeks after Secret Project 2. But you know what? We want to wait to record these until after the stream in case Brandon says things, because that's what happened in Secret Project 1. So it's just going to take a while. So by the time you hear this, you'll probably be talking about Secret Project 4 uh, and being very excited about it. So, uh, yeah. But we're going to talk about Secret Project 2 today. We'll get to no. Secret Project 4 in April. Don't worry. Don't you worry. It, 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 we'll, we'll try. Yep. So before we get into Secret Project 2 itself, let's start talking about the news. Because uh, I think this will be the last episode uh, before the Kickstarter ends. Just with the way the scheduling works. Really, because it okay. ends at the end of March, and this will be next weekend, our time. So, like, right. the 27th, 20, right? 26, 27. Yeah, yeah. Brandon's probably blabbed about more news since then, but, you know, we're talking about Secret Project 2 in that stream. So, Brandon's been doing these uh, thank you milestones rather than stretch goals, because they have a lot of money. And so, with with greater money, they can spend it on greater things. That's what Uncle Ben says. <laughs> That is. These, Why these are we words. so loopy today? <laughs> I well because we need to pad the episode because the actual episode is going to be like ten minutes. No, no, I'm not. I'm not deliberately trying to pad it. Uh, I just feel very goofy. Uh, we're we're so tired, guys. We're we're really tired. So uh, the first of those is in Secret Project One's uh, box. There is going to be a wide epic bookmark. Oh, and it's going to have the Hoyt art that is on the Kickstarter page. So, cool. And that's so by Dan, I right? No, that's by Steve Argyle, I think, right? Hoyt is by Howard Lyon. <laughs> we are oh. all around. <laughs> <laughs> one of them. One of them. <laughs> one of them are the types. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. So it is I, Howard. It is Howard. So, so... I want to I want to confirm something because it wasn't it wasn't super clear to me. Okay, um, what's up? So this will not be in one of the swag boxes. This will be in the like if you if you purchase the the physical edition yes. of Secret Project One, yes. you get a box, and this is going to be in that. It box. is going to be in that box. Brandon said it was Secret Project One's box, not the Hoid swag box. Though later in the stream, Brandon did say that there is going to be a cool thing in the Hoyd swag box, which is going to have a gold sticker with like the Hoyd image from the, the chapter arches and way of Kings. And it's going to say uh, contains pure nonsense or something like that. And so you can stick it on things. Uh, and, but Brandon was sure to say, stick it on things with consent. So don't go to a bookstore. Just stick it on, <laughs> on other books. Don't do that. Well, or, or I, 
I think <laughs> he was referring to people when he mentioned consent. But if well, that is not I, the I, case, I, so if well, that too for sure. But so, but but I mean, like, don't deface books at bookstores. Is what I'm saying. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. But also, don't deface people anywhere. Yeah, they need those. Yeah, yeah. Unless you replace their face with Hoyd's, then they still have a face. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. Then the other big thank you milestone uh, is that there's no custom charges for international uh, shipping. We, basically, they're prepaying all the duties and customs, which can be pretty big depending uh, on where things go. So, I mean, that that's at least something. And so I'm glad they're doing that because uh, clearly they know that the international shipping is ludicrous uh, and... Yeah. Uh, they're they're well aware, and so they're like, "What what can we do? Anything?" So, uh, paying those is good, so you're not charged even more, you know, yeah. off the value of these things. Hopefully, by the time the words of radiance, leatherbound Kickstarter rolls around, they will have figured out a way to print things and ship things internationally. So, mm-hmm. um, that, you, that you sounds don't so have to logistically run out challenging. Of, it does, yeah. I'm glad I'm glad I'm not figuring that out. That sounds like a lot of work. Uh, we're just we're just putting out videos. I teach people math. And, and Brandon also said uh, regarding the bookmark that there's going to be some uh, art bundle thing for digital reward backers. So because uh, he wants to, you know, give something back to those people as well. So it's not all just physical stuff. Could you clarify for me? Because I'm yes. not quite sure. So if you only get the physical reward. Yes bundle or whatever uh-huh. are you getting a swag box with each one of those books as well yes. or is the uh, book, the book comes in a swag box uh okay. i don't think there's going to be much swag in the book box because like it's primarily it's the book the but there might be some other things like like the bookmark uh so like, like i wouldn't minor. expect much so then if you get the um the additional the swag bundle then you're getting what additional boxes but okay. But like eight so, other boxes. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. The, okay. the swag boxes are for the off months when you don't get a book. Got it. Yeah. Last thing on news uh, was, I, I don't know how much there is to talk about, but Brandon posted a really long FAQ article to the degree that he needed to make a summary of the FAQ and he posted that to Reddit. FAQs about the FAQ. Also, also I want to, I want to, I want, I'm taking the mic. Uh huh, Brandon. Yes, I I know I I know we we have a connection. Okay, you you are Capital hearing C. my words in your head right now. Capital C. You are obviously a subscriber of this channel. Oh, that, that I don't. Brandon definitely and, and doesn't we, have time to watch these episodes. That's for sure. And and, and you have time to dedicate two hours, even yes. though your your hourly rate is more expensive than my house. Um, That's probably true. Yeah, it is called FAQ. It Wait, is he not called. Fack? He says fuck. Oh no, no, I don't like that at all. Get out of here. Well, that's that's <laughs> probably from when you talked about like game facts. <laughs> I said game FAQ. I'll just say I'll just put that out there. Uh, then I'm the I, I feel I feel like I, I I'm done with the show. Bye guys. No, just kidding. Uh, but that's like, that's fuck. Oh man. If you if you. Yeah, just 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 Brandon, just don't do that. Mm. <laughs> like, like the thing that you're doing, just just don't. 
I, I like the part that you 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 kind of were freezing as you were doing all that. So that that really <laughs> added to the experience. Uh, anyway, let's let's talk about uh, what's in the FAQ. Brandon basically has been trying to push publishers to have more price points and more things in bookstores. And that is one of the reasons he's was doing the Kickstarter. He makes a great argument that, hey, if you have more price points and things like you have a like better than $30 hardcover with like some swag and it comes with a digital edition. Like, I don't know. I Brandon, Brandon is a smart dude. I, I think he has some good ideas and he. He's dishing on publishers a little bit. It's like they're, they're a little backward thinking. Uh, he still likes the publishers, um, but he he wanted to prove some things to the publishers and stick it to Amazon a little bit as well. So that if Amazon goes under, then he'll be OK. So uh, I encourage you to read the long thing. Brandon did say that he's he's working on Stormlight 5 now. So that's cool. He finished his uh, Lost Metal revision for Wax and Wayne, uh, which is still coming out in November. Before our year of Sanderson of like, whoo, a lot of stuff. You know, you know what's really funny? What's that? So at, at at the time of the last update relative to this recording, yes, Stormlight Five was at like two and a half percent, I think I want to say. Uh-huh. Um, which is like ten thousand words yeah. in his projected thing. Yeah. Which means that for a Stormlight book, less than ten percent of the book qualifies as a novel. Yes. Yes. Fifty thousand. Yeah. Yeah. They are technically ten novels in a trench coat. <laughs> it just blows my mind, everyone, that like we get stormlight books about as frequently as these graphic novels that Brandon gets. <laughs> like just I just want to put that perspective. Admittedly, graphic novels like Art is very time intensive, so that I'm not trying to dish on graphic novels there. But I'm just saying we have a lot of words to read in the Brandon Sanderson fandom, and we get them very regularly. And Brandon doesn't take breaks from writing. He takes breaks from writing a specific thing. And then he yeah. writes other things, sometimes four specific things. Yeah. So spoiled. Just, just know, because I know there's some people like, why is Brandon writing non-Cosmere? It's just so he can stay fresh and like do different things that are cool and make him feel excited. So he's excited to go into these enormous, hellishly long slogs of Stormlight books that are twice the length of a book. And as Brandon's been saying, exponentially more complicated to like plot and things yeah. like God. Yeah. Do something fun like Secret Project 2 that's just like, oh, it's a new character and doing fun things. Woo, fun. And just just to as a palate cleanser before going back to like, how are all these 40 character arcs going to go in Stormlight 5? Like, whoo, I do not envy Brandon for that one because that is or his team or his team. Well, especially considering how many more additional books they need to produce. So uh, great. Well, with that money, they can hire more people, I guess, maybe, probably. So let's get on to talking about something fun, Secret Project 2. Uh, and it is called The Frugal Wizard's Handbook for Surviving Medieval England. Not The Frugal Wizard's Guide, which Brandon wrote there and I think was on the video, but it is Handbook. Um, yeah, so this is the Gun Wizard uh, thing. And Gun Wizard! <laughs> Danielle, since you're so pro, uh, you 
You you do our preview show, which uh, you should definitely watch some of the previews. If you haven't seen, uh, chapter one and two in, of Lost Metal was read, and they, they did an episode on it. We didn't do it on Mainline Charcast. Links below. Link, link will actually be up here, uh, up in the upper right, upper right of the screen. I'll put a card. You can click it. Uh, and it's, pre- it's pretty spicy. It's pretty good. But why don't you give us a summary of what happened in this, which we totally didn't do for Secret Project 1, but we probably should have. Sure. I will. I've been prepared. So, um The most prepared he read, of us. <laughs> he read six chapters for us. Um, so that was really nice. So in uh, chapter one, I'll just go chapter by chapter. Yeah, sure. Uh, so the main character wakes up in a field and he has no memory of his past and he's in this perfectly circular patch of brown uh, burned ground wearing um, like period clothing and he's wearing blue jeans and he finds a page of a book and it has a title on it it's called the frugal wizard's handbook for surviving medieval england and this is by cecil g bagsworth the (laughs) third i love it um, and this book, uh, he finds another page and he doesn't find the whole book, but he's just finding pages and he sees another one and it's describing some kind of a travel package. As he's kind of reorienting himself because he doesn't have his memory, uh, some people come by and he hides and they find this burned patch of field and they start talking and they're using strange terms that he's not familiar with, like uh, lands white and he's uh, they're saying lognos flames and things. So. Our main character decides that to find out more about his past, he has to go and find the missing pages of the guide. Enter chapter two. He continues on to this village um, and he's trying to avoid interacting with the peasants. We have Eelstan, um, Orange Cloak, and we have Hild. And uh, he is realizing that he's having memories of things coming back to him that are much more advanced than the world he's in. And uh, so he continues on. He sees an altar with another page that he wants to grab. So he steals it. And on this page, he discovers that he's in a new dimension that he owns. In chapter three, um, he decides, or he's trying to figure out how he's going to approach the villagers because he doesn't have a way to prove that he owns this dimension or that they're even in an alternate dimension. Um, So he overhears them talking and uh, he realizes that they're searching for him. And he ends up turning around and being found by a young man and a woman and they attack him and he goes to block it with his forearms and they're impenetrable. And then all of a sudden he's hit with this memory uh, of like panic. And then in chapter four, he awakens. And, and shame. Is, yes, which shame. Really interesting. There is shame. Um, in chapter four, he, he awakens from this blackout and he's upside down. And the woman who is called a scop um she refers to him as an e leave i don't know how to pronounce it but neither nope. does he <laughs> no, um, nope. <laughs> and she starts saying these incantations that she calls boasts and they're supposed to subdue him somehow he's just like um, i'm just up here what's up yeah he's just hanging upside down and they're 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 referring to him as being some kind of a mystical being um the young man whose name is worm and eelston and they refer to him as little father. Uh, they leave. And then she goes up to him and she's like, I know who you really are or what you really are. Chapter five. She thinks he's a scam artist. She's trying to get him to move on to another town. Um, so he, in trying to figure out 
how to survive in this world. He's trying to roll with it. And he realizes from his memories that are cut slowly coming back that he's a good liar. Um, the woman whose name is Sephawin. Yes. Um, she continues talking to him. And then all of a sudden he gets another memory, a very strong memory of uh, a woman named Jen, um, who belongs to someone in his memory who has died. So chapter six, uh, the story starts to take on a darker tone. He's remembering pain from losing this gen, and he realizes um, that this alternate dimension was kind of her dream, and now he's there by himself. He tries to keep Sephawin, um talking so that he can kind of glean more information out of her, and um, they leave this kind of barn or building that he was being held, and he... He overhears a man named what was it Ulrich um and he recognizes him as someone who wants him dead and that's about where the story ends yeah so Brandon was talking about how he he wanted to do something uh where you know the main character has amnesia like a classic mm-hmm. just one of the classic tropes and so the a Jason Bourne style thing. It's like, I don't know who I am. And when Brandon read Project Hail Mary, he was like, oh, yeah, I, I haven't done that. I should do that. And so uh, that that was part of his inspiration. Coincidentally, my wife, Jess, she's was reading Project Hail Mary. And so she felt they were way too similar. And so she didn't really <laughs> like this. But that was only because she was literally reading Project Hail Mary. Yeah, what a what a neat premise. Uh, I... I like the interdimensional travel because, and this is by Brandon's design, so that he doesn't have to have history super accurate. He can just be like, well, you know, it's it's not actually medieval England. It's just, uh, they. it's a dimension where they speak modern English and it's kind of like medieval England. Right, so I wanna, I wanna talk about the, the premise of, yeah. of dimensions. Uh, yeah. Because there is there, there's a couple of really interesting things going on here that I that I'm looking forward to finding out more about. Yeah, and so <clears throat> the 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 overarching world that the story takes place in, the world where our protagonist comes from, appears to be late 21st, maybe 22nd century. Uh, there was a, yeah. a, a a thing in there that had the year 2080s, I think, when they yeah. Uh, when when they opened up dimensions to kind of the general public, I think. Oh, that was and so, later. They, it was discovered in 2084 and then recently okay. deregulated, but after then, right? Okay, so so we are looking at probably a near future sci-fi yeah. framing story, so to speak, although yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a framing story. Uh, and so the, the, they discover essentially a multiverse of dimensions, presumably an infinite number, and what I what I find really interesting is that uh oh where's the Nebraska thing? Oh <laughs> that that was really funny, the, the Nebraska thing. Uh so the the frugal wizard trademark uh <laughs> handbook uh, says a helpful method method of visualizing this is to think of Nebraska. Nebraska is a landlocked state in the center of the United States, uh, but its general lack of importance and its distance from trendy population centers, it generally lags between the coasts a few years in fashion, music, and distribution of collectible card games. 
I feel that that's definitely some uh, shade because Brandon lived in Nebraska <laughs> for a long time. You know, you might feel like you've time traveled when visiting Nebraska, but careful scientific experiments using synchronized timepieces have proven no time dilation is in effect. As Nebraska is a few years behind everyone else, your personal dimension, trademark, is behind the true world by a half millennium or so. You have essentially just purchased your very own unique Super Nebraska trademark. It's <laughs> great. I, I, um, I love the handbook, by the way. I think it's very funny. So uh, and, and I think another way to think of it and the way I've been thinking about it is <clears throat> divergent timelines. Yeah. So in our timeline, let's say year zero proceeds straight through the way we, we recognize it. And in a different timeline from year zero to, let's say, 500, it's the same stuff. But from 500 on, something happens, the timeline diverges, and now things just happen much more slowly, right? We don't make some interesting discovery. And so 2,000 years have still passed in that other dimension, but technologically and culturally and stuff like that, they are similar to where we were yeah. uh, a millennia ago. Yeah. So yeah. that opens up a lot of, a lot of interesting possibilities, right? Um, because depending on where the timelines diverge and what discoveries are or aren't made, you can, so you can have dimensions where things are just slower, right? Or you can have dimensions where a critical or, 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 a, or an important discovery from our timeline happens out of order relative to other important discoveries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can have something like year 500 AD, people were wearing Victorian dresses or whatever. Sure, yeah, yeah. But they haven't gone up to the Victorian era of technology and culture. Yeah. And Brandon was saying on the stream about it that uh, the... Part of the premise is, uh, well, you're not actually a wizard. You're just from the, like the future with high tech. And if you purchase the expensive packages, then he's like, oh, you can have this super advanced fortress with medical staff and a nuclear reactor and things. Um, and he's like, well, you know, that's kind of horrifying. But we're, we're... <laughs> and, and it is it is definitely uh, horrifying uh, in a way to just like treat these these people who have living in this dimension as just like, ah. You are, you are just puny mortals compared with my deific, godlike, or wizardly <laughs> powers. You know, knowledge, knowledge of science. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's kind of interesting because in this dimension that he finds himself in, it seems like there's magic and creatures and things that are not found in, like what we know as earth so yeah because there was like some fruit that went away right and he was like "Ooh, that's kind of weird and someone did ask yeah. on the stream as well that it's like is there magic and brandon's like you should be thinking about that raffo it's in the book so so if it's supposed to be an alternate timeline where did this like magic come from or you know the invisible oh. creatures and things wasn't there a bit somewhere about how even even the laws of physics might the be, laws of physics can be mm -hmm. just fundamentally be different, different in different dimensions yeah. so mm -hmm. like it's not it's not just time things like i'm sure in various dimensions all sorts of weird crap can be different so i i don't have an issue with there being magic uh definitely seems Maybe. like the premise of dimensions is like well Lots of things can happen, so we can have a fun story. Yeah. 
I mean, one of, one of the things that Brandon was saying on stream is that theoretically, now the chance is very, very small, but theoretically you can have a dimension that is identical to the Cosmere. <laughs> he said it it's wasn't not the, Cosmere. Be the Cosmere. It's not the actual yeah. Cosmere. But... Different, different sets of multiverses or whatever, but functionally it could be. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I think it's a cool premise and I found the... Like, it, it was very interesting reading and uh, like reading this person be like, am I in a theme park? What the hell is this? And just realizing that it's something else like it, it's like a fun sort of Jason Bourne thing, you know, my favorite line, the one yes. that really hooked me. Yes. Oh, hell, am I a cosplayer? <laughs> that, was, that was pretty funny. <laughs> I cracked up laughing. And like, especially I like when he knows nothing else and is like, why do I know what a cosplayer is? <laughs> <laughs> or a ninja or a ninja <laughs> yeah oh man that was it was really funny so before we move on to whatever it is that we're going to talk about next uh -huh. um one thing that i that i noticed is that the premise is in some ways very similar to another story of brandon uh and that is perfect state oh uh, yeah yeah that is that is another story where people uh, brains in jars really close enough. <laughs> most most of the people um, are are like end up with their own personalized and custom worlds where in a lot of them they they kind of end up lording over or ruling over mm. this world. Now, obviously, the big difference is in perfect state. These are all virtual realities and right? created that and, way. And created that way, and these so are <laughs> these are these are actual real people whose lives you end up controlling or influencing or whatever. So the the ethical implications are a little bit different in this one, and Brandon is completely aware of that. He talked about it on stream. He talks about it in the commentary section of the preview chapters, where he's like, "Well, yeah, this this can get a little dark," and so that is one of the reasons. The Frugal Wizard's Handbook for Surviving Medieval England, the, like the in-world text, is meant to be uh, more satirical, lighter in nature to kind of take away from that. Oh, you just purchased your own world full of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. One thing I really liked about uh, what Brandon was saying when he was discussing that um, and I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but he said like science fiction and fantasy is for exploring the impossible and investigating how we feel about it. So he's yeah. kind of writing this book as a way of exploring like this culture of conquering worlds with no real ramifications because it's not your own dimension. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely a sort of portal fantasy type thing. Uh and part of his inspirations was the time travel disaster tourism thing. Uh, and this sort of fused with time traveling Jason Bourne type thing. Uh, apparently, one of Brandon's initial ideas was having someone go back in time to save the Titanic. But then someone oh, yeah. else uh, was also a time traveler who was trying to stop that person. So it's like... Mm -hmm. That sounds like an interesting story, but Brandon's like, yeah, I don't know about the Titanic really well, so I, I can't, I can't do that. Uh, especially because if he was spending so much time getting the historical accuracy right, then it's not a fun side project. Like that level of continuity, he's saving for Starlight. Yeah. 
I, so. I would actually recommend, uh, so the uh, Intentionally Blank episode, yep. that's Brandon and Dan's podcast. Episode number 18 is is the one where they talk about this. I've listened to this. I listened to this when it came out. It's a really fascinating and interesting, just Brandon and Dan going back and forth with ideas and spitballing mm-hmm. story hooks and stuff like that. So really, really interesting. And they talk about the Titanic stuff in there. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Intentionally, Blake's a lot of fun just having them chat because they're they're very fun to, yeah. to hear yeah. about. What did you guys think of uh, the main character? What did you, what'd you guys think of uh, that, the character voice? So <laughs> when I first saw the covers of the four secret projects, I thought that this book was going to be young adult and mm. silly and because you see this character with like a wizard's hat and a gun yeah. and it looks kind of like sci-fi. Good mm. mm-hmm. um, wizard. So when I went into reading it, I was a little anxious because I, I kind of wanted something that was more um, like a serious tone. And, and then I hear about Cecil Bagsworth and, <laughs> I mean, and then the main character using all these funny jokes about like star ratings and things. And as as I continued reading and it got into the later chapters that he read, um, five and six, they got a lot darker, more serious in tone. So it'll be kind of an interesting way to hear about this kind of almost a silly personality, but dealing with very serious themes. I think it's a good dichotomy. Um, I I don't know how much I like the star reviews, though. Like the first one was good. I'm like, "Mm, is this going to be a thing? This is this Mm. is a thing. I'm like, "Mm." the first one I thought was just a callback to meme culture because (laughs) we could all, you know, kind of appreciate that. But then he started doing it over and over and yeah i'm hoping it doesn't continue too much (laughs) maybe it'll grow on me uh but like the third one i'm like "Mm -hmm." i think it will continue um yeah seems like david's bad metaphors like in steelheart yeah like that sort of character it's a character yep it's exactly that uh i hope it gets so i don't hate it but i do hope it gets better so like once once he started doing the ratings in parentheticals I thought that worked better because it's no longer, you know, active stream of consciousness thing. Mm-hmm. It's the things that are happening in the story. And also in the back of my head, oh, three out of five because blah, blah, blah. Mm. Like it, it will be funny to like have him rate like fight scenes and things like that. Like that could be really <laughs> funny. You know, it's like this person's terrible. Two out of five. Ah, <laughs> uh, what else? There's a lot of opportunity for, for, funny inserts with with the ratings yeah so i hope it just like leads to like some really funny jokes uh whereas like mm, i don't know i how thought it was kind of neat um the main character actually once he said the first one he's like oh what am i a movie reviewer <laughs> that was funny. maybe yeah. it will actually play into what he was before like before that would be nice that, that would be really nice um i i definitely think it's gonna it's gonna play into his backstory in some way um, maybe, maybe not like a critically important way. Um, but it will make but sense it's, for his character. It's yeah, it's it's a thing that like it's part of the history of this character, and obviously with amnesia stories, the history is kind of important. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's one of the few things we know about it, and also that like there's things going on with his nanites where like usually people protect the head, but not me for some reason, and I clearly that's money. going somewhere. Well, yeah. 
Uh, um, I, I found, so I, I guess this is a good segue to talk about into this stuff because it's, it's very related. Uh-huh. So the, the medical nanites mm-hmm. and the fact that uh, he very instinctually uh, reaches for a gun yeah. and that he very instinctually hides and sneaks uh, and like pays attention to the, like all of these things give me a strong military vibe. It, it, it's definitely the Jason Bourne vibes that Brandon's going for there, right? Like for sure, yeah. right? Yeah. So this is, I don't, I don't think that everyone in the year 21, whatever, or whatever the year is, is going to have medical nanites or, or maybe they will, but like his are military grade, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, not everyone's going to have plating on their body, but yeah. He does, obviously. Uh, now, yes, there is a reason they are on the arms instead of the like the chest and the, the head. So that's going to be an interesting plot point at some point. I'm confident. So, which which makes for a really interesting dichotomy because on one hand you have all of the review stuff, yeah, and on the other you have all of this either military or or military adjacent stuff. So, who is this person? And what is his deal is a really, and really interesting shame? question. Yeah. 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 Uh, who's Jen? <laughs> I, Jen's got to be like, if not his wife, like lover, girlfriend type thing, right? Because like clearly she's very important to him, right? So. Yeah, yeah, partner. He, yeah, right. He, so, so the shame thing happens. Uh, so he gets hit. Mm-hmm. With the plank, yeah. with the board, mm-hmm. by uh, Sefa Win, yeah, yeah, by the by by the poet, yeah, and he hears shouts in his memory, mm-hmm. flashes of light from Angry a time before, voices. and then pain and shame, and so something something about the flashing lights because. That specifically repeats a few times, so yeah, that that could tie to Jen. Uh, like maybe maybe she died because he couldn't do something, and the scene they were in had like flashing lights or like maybe like, a, like an fun. ambulance or something. Uh, I was gonna go with like in, in like a war zone or something. You know, like mm. like gunfire and stuff is really bright. You know, mm. uh, especially rockets yeah. and stuff. So like that's that's possible as well, but flashing lights is uh, flashes of lights is a sort of a weird way to describe it, but yeah, I, I, I could buy that. Cameras, camera flashes. Oh, camera flashes. Oh, oh. and I I like that a lot better because like he did something publicly that that would that would make sense with pain and shame if like you did something mm-hmm. bad and people are taking pictures, you'd feel a lot of shame and panic. Like that fits really well, and those angry voices hating me. Like I can just totally like see paparazzi or like a mob or something, you know. I'm wondering mm-hmm. the way that he arrives in this dimension, in this circle of burned ground, and the guide or the handbook says um, that you're supposed to be dropped off at a suitable location, yeah. and he obviously wasn't. So yeah, I'm wondering yeah. if like he's maybe exiled or if he mm-hmm. escaped to this dimension i was thinking about escape too yeah especially because that guy at the end 
he knows wants to kill him. So mm-hmm. it's, if this isn't exactly safe mm-hmm. or like someone's following him, you know, there, there's definitely some interesting hooks. I don't know where we're going, but like I'm I'm I'm, I'm interested. I'm not disinterested. Uh, yeah, it, it, it is hard for me to be as interested and then Cosmere things where it's like, ooh, the Cosmere connections like that. That really helps my enjoyment, obviously. Yeah. And uh, and I think the subject came up recently. Uh, I don't know if it was in a public chat or a private one, but we talked about hype and amount of conversation generated around Cosmere secret projects versus this one. Mm-hmm. And and one of the important things decided was well important was that Cosmere ones are so much more interesting and they generate so much more conversation and hype because it is not just a new world and a new story yeah. it is also how does this new world and new story connect to these other 30 worlds and stories yeah. that we we have and that blows up the hype meter yeah one word in secret project three you know it's like <laughs> Ooh, was a, lot, a lot of discussion on that one word um i mean one one word from Secret Project One that's not even in the preview chapters. That's that's true. <laughs> Listen to our OAB episode last <laughs> week. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, so it, it's like this is fun. I I I will read it eventually. Um, I'm very very excited about this. I yeah. feel oh. like um, I really really like his non Cosmere books. I'm oh a yeah, big fan. And um, I'm I'm kind of excited. I think this is what is it going to be a standalone it's not going to be like a long series or anything yes yeah so, he didn't say it was connected to some of the other mm-hmm. interdimensional stuff like maybe apocalypse mm-hmm. garden reckoners he said maybe eventually but right now it's it's just its own thing but even still even if it was connected to those it's not a, a part of the series so that's kind of exciting too because it's really nice to be able to just enjoy one book as its own thing that's true they they're, they're it's nice to have a true standalone, right? Mm-hmm. That you can like recommend to someone and like mm-hmm. Cosmere does have baggage because it is so big, right? Yeah. Um like like an entry point or anything. This would be yeah. a good one if someone likes science fiction and you want to get them into Brandon Sanderson. You'd be yeah. like, here's a standalone. You could try it and see what you think. Something like that. Yeah. It's yeah. probably gonna be better than Snapshot. <laughs> hey, I like Snapshot. Uh, I don't remember much about it, but definitely the non-Cosmere stuff is less memorable, I will say. Uh, but I, I I, feel this is similar to me to like um, Legion in mm-hmm. terms of my interest in the story. I'm kind of kind of on the on that level. And what is that level? How are, how uh, are you in Legion? <laughs> Good question. Uh, uh, three out of five. Okay. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I think my excitement of this is more than Legion. Uh, Le- Legion was just fine. Uh, like, like I enjoyed it, but I think this has a more interesting hook. Um, it, it, it helps that you're like, there is just something about we're right in the middle of something that is, and figuring out what it is that's like, ah, yeah, amnesiac characters. It, it's kind of fun. It's kind of fun. Um, Especially because there is, like, a nice dichotomy of, like, a few different weird things uh, that, that makes it interesting. Um, 
I had just read in January um, a book by Diana Wynne Jones but, uh, called Dark Lord of Dirkholm, which has to do with modern world clashing with an alternate <laughs> dimension. Okay. And so it's very similar yeah. in, in uh, huh. ties to this. So um, because I had, I have that very fresh in my memory, that actually made me really excited to read something else in that kind of a genre. Yeah. I mean... I like Brandon experimenting with different things. Like I don't, you don't want all his stories to be the same. Right. And so Brandon being like, I'm doing something different. Yeah. The amnesiac main character is, is very, it's pretty tropey, uh, but like doing it well and fun with uh, some Brandon zaniness of dimension world stuff uh, is, you know, it's fun. It's definitely fun. And he does promise that he is aware of the tropiness of the amnesia thing, and mm -hmm. he says that he's doing some unique and interesting things with it. Well, I yeah. mean, Mistborn about played with that, prophecy. He, yeah, about that, he mentions that he uses this blank slate character when he uh, DMs games and things. He likes to use it as an entry point, so the audience is learning things at the same time that the character is. That. Uh, yeah, and it certainly does because we're learning like, oh, there's medical nanites. Oh, that's I didn't <laughs> expect that. Right. Things like that. And I also just think the guide is really funny. Uh, like it, it's it is. so it's like, oh, you so don't need all, our expensive. Packages. It's, yeah, it's yeah. over the top. And this is like the cheap tier. It's like, ah, well, we'll, we'll dump you in a place. Do you get it support? Nah, you don't, you don't need those. Here, here's the guide there. And well, it's, it's kind of like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And yeah, Brandon was <laughs> somewhat going for that, but he wanted the story to actually have some drama. So not just like the entire thing was a joke, right? So I, I think I think that's a nice dichotomy. Uh, I I think it'll I think it'll turn out pretty okay. Do we have any other thoughts on the on this itself, like? It, because it's not Cosmere, there's not a lot for us to crap on. Because it's just like, I mean, that was fun. Um, I wanna, I wanna take a moment to talk about kind of the magical or seemingly magical nature of this dimension that yeah, we are sure. we are dropping in. Uh, so we don't, uh, we don't have much, but there, there are hints, right? So early on, we are talk, uh, um, the ruler of this place, the Thane. Uh, Yostan, I believe is his name, and somebody else show up to kind of the the landing site, quote unquote, mm -hmm. where our protagonist shows up, and they 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 are essentially wondering what's going on, right? Because they see a perfect circle of burned grass on the ground with a human outline mm -hmm. of unburned grass in the yeah. middle of it, uh, and so they they think that it might be uh, a lands white, which some kind of a ghostly entity like white whites are, are undead yeah, 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 rebels. Right. yeah um the other option that they consider lognas flames right lognas flames um so i looked up i looked up i looked up logna uh-huh what'd you learn because I was wondering who that might be. Because later on, uh, they they cite Logna in the same paragraph as they cite Woden, which is a name for Odin, one of the Norse gods. So like, oh, maybe that's maybe that's another Norse god that I know about it. And I learned that Logna is actually a professional Overwatch streamer. <laughs> Great. I'm, I I don't know <laughs> if that is not. intentional. 
Uh, uh, it's also a frazione of the commune in Cascia in the province of Perugia, Umbria, central Italy. I'm sure you pronounced all of those correctly. <laughs> Every single one of them. I at, at Put least Put your angry one. comments below on how to uh, pronounce what, uh, what Evgeny just said. Like I almost said uh, Brandon there. In the, in the dimension, um, they mentioned at the same time that they were looking at this round patch of burned ground. They mentioned like something like a lightning strike from the heavens or something. Mm, yeah. So it makes me wonder if they've had maybe natural disasters that they attribute to gods or, I mean, that or seems pretty some probable. kind of weird physics thing is going on here. I... I would be shocked if there are no fantastical elements in this, especially with Brandon, yeah. with like there there being some weird creatures and what ate the thing. Like I expect there to be some things, although it could be an interesting reversal if like some of the weird things are just other interdimensional hoppers mm -hmm. and things, right? Which is one of the things I expect. Yeah, 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 that's plausible. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's magic as well. Or at least um, like creatures. I don't think like there's going to be actual magic, necessarily. I I was entertained by the assumption that our protagonist is an elve. Yes, that was really <laughs> funny. Is so so I've I've arrived at the conclusion that I think that's that's kind of how that thing's supposed to be pronounced, right? Uh, obviously, he mispronounces it several times, and Which then was at really the end, funny. At, at the end, is it a long wind. a or is it a short a? <laughs> ah, the the standard. Conversation. Sefa uh, Wynn tries to correct him, and uh, I, I think the L and the V are supposed to be smushed together. Yeah, and then elf. the opening yeah. one is is kind of like an A. So, but TLDR, it's an elf, right? This is this is this is this dimension's version of an elf. Whether that is a token esque elf, which I find unlikely, or whether it's a Nordic type of elf, which I think is is the case here, it's it's a it's a fey creature, right? Yeah, and and so she tries different things because she's a poet, she's a bard, she's a scald type of character, and like she she ties him upside down because mythology says that's how you negate their power, uh, and she recites poems to him because that's apparently also effective. Boasts, boasts, boasts right? Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Well, she she travels from village to village, we mm. learn. And yep. so she is a traveling scop who yep. who is supposed to I'm assuming banish these whites, the land white things, and things like that, yeah. yeah. And she does I think it with loosening loose is, is yeah. what they call it, yeah. Loosening and binding. Um, yep. So, I don't know if they're trying to say that that's like her magic and she mm. actually accomplishes these things. So. Uh, that well could be magic. Or if she recognizes he's a scam artist because she's a scam artist. <laughs> oh. Mm, I don't okay. think that's the case, but I think it's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I do like her a lot. She she's is fun. Uh, she is a really fun character and I and I enjoy their dynamic from like page one that they interact. Yeah. Uh, he is sarcastic and snarky and, and tries to be funny and she's having none of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's all fun. Uh, any other thoughts about uh, Frugal Wizard itself? I think I touched on everything that I wanted to talk about. Same. 
Yeah, I don't I don't think I've got. Cool. So uh why don't we talk about some words Brandon from uh the last stream as of recording, uh which was the Secret Project 2 stream that we had. Uh that's the advantage of us uh having the Secret Project 1 Wob episode uh be out last week. But there there were not that many words of Brandon that were interesting, uh but uh, they did talk about the bestseller list, and so as of when they were talking about these, the hardcovers sold 62,000 copies, uh, which Brandon said eclipses all of his like YA first weeks. Uh, it doesn't eclipse Stormlight. Uh, interesting to see how Mistborn fits in, but Mistborn's probably not the best comparison just because it's been so long since the Mistborn book, so, and the fandom is a lot smaller. It's also a weird one because there have been reprints and yes. the success of the different editions has varied up and down. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I found that interesting, but uh, they the New York, it wouldn't be New York Times bestsellers because that's kind of a weird specific thing, but they're, they're doing well. They're doing really well uh, comparatively. I thought that was kind of interesting to just... Any anytime you get a number, it's like, ooh, ooh, we mm -hmm. don't usually hear the numbers of the sales and things. Just like tantalizing. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Brandon said Secret Project Two was discovery written. Secret Project Three and Four had more intricate plotting uh, and outlining uh, for different reasons. He usually does the thing where he writes the first few chapters and then outlines the thing. Get the voice down. Get the character down. Yep. And then, and then, th so th there was one word of Brandon that was really spicy. It was really spicy. Uh, and so I'm, oh, I'm yeah. going to go into, into mob mode here. So there, there was a question where he, on previous states of Sanderson, there was a secret standalone Cosmere novel. And some people thought, ooh, we're so clever. That was clearly Secret Project One. Whoa. And it was in 2020. And, and so, uh, S Simon the Killer Ewok again, uh, asked Brandon about that. And Brandon said, no. That's something different. And it's apparently a different project that Peter didn't know about. So, you know, this is a different thing. I'm not sure how much has actually been written on this. Uh, it might just be in my... Probably yep. outlining. Probably. But apparently projected at 200 to 3,000 words set in the future of the Cosmere... Uh, and Brandon said it's more beastly and epic than these usual side projects, which just so you know, uh, 300,000 is shorter than Stormlight, but longer than every Mistborn book. Like the longest yeah. Mistborn book is Well of Ascension at 250,000. So it's like longer than Mistborn Era 1, Warbreaker, Elantris. So like two to three hundred thousand words. He hasn't done one of those in quite a long time. And none of these books are that long either. And I think The Way of Kings is like 350. Or maybe no, Way of Kings is 400. Every, no, it's not. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. Yes, yes, it 100% is. You are deceiving me, sir. No, 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 it totally is. Uh, every Stormlight book is over 400,000 words. That cannot be true. No, it's absolutely true. You going <laughs> to go to the statistical analysis page? Damn right I will. 384. Oh, okay, okay. Well, Eat oh, my oh. ass, Eric. Ah, <laughs> uh, shut up. Consume it. Shut up, shut up. 
<laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Note, uh, I, I will say, though, that I don't think these contain epigraphs. There are a lot oh, of yeah, epigraphs. Yeah, those, those big Way of Kings epigraphs. Like, uh, the the, the, the diagram <laughs> excerpts that don't even have spaces. You realize that the one that doesn't have spaces counts as one word, right? You you know that's words of radiance and not way of kings, right? No. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, just saying. Anyway, Um, we don't have 12,000 words worth of, of epigraphs. Yeah. No, I these these seem like undercounts from what I remember on this statistical analysis page. So I like I think there is a bit of methodology on to these statistical analyses because I know earlier in the fandom I distinctly remember it often being said that Way of Kings was four hundred thousand and that Words of Radiance was longer. Uh, Reddit says three eighty three. Huh. Whatever. Around four hundred thousand <laughs> words of Genny. Whatever, man. But needless so to say, we're, we're probably looking at like eight hundred pages, nine hundred pages, something like that. Beefy book, future Cosmere, and not one of these. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty makes crazy. Me, makes me wonder where it it needs to be released in yeah. the actual Cosmere. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know how far out that book is going to be. <laughs> and remember, Brandon's typically said that like Nightblood, uh would be a six month write. So like those two hundred thousand word books. Hmm. Uh which is why he hasn't gotten to Nightblood. So I when the hell is he gonna have time to write this? And like that's why usually the side projects are shorter, right? Yeah. He can just grind through it. Because this one's probably gonna have to be like nine months. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I mean clearly Brandon has more writing time than we expect. So <laughs> who who the hell knows? Probably we'll probably get it sooner than we expect. Lastly, we got a thing where Brandon was saying how Secret Project 1 was based off a prompt that, like, Emily sort of made. Like, he was trying to design it. So what would Emily, what sort of book would Emily like, like, before I met her? And, like, give her that sort of thing. And Secret Project 3 is more for Emily now. Like, uh, and Brandon was trying to get the style so that Emily would really like it. And Secret Project 2 was more just... He just wanted to surprise Emily again, <laughs> which was was just funny. Uh, but the the spicy one, which you'll already know about because Brandon will already have had posted Secret Project 4's uh, opening, which uh, Secret Project 3's reading is longer, and apparently Secret Project 4's reading is the longest. So even longer. Yeah. Three three was like hour hour fifteen, hour twenty, I wanna say. So two is fifty-five, three is hour thirty. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, Although yeah. there's a little bit of blab, but yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the stream, uh, Brandon's like, "Oh yeah, Secret Project Four is even longer." And Brandon just said to Karen, "Oh yeah, I'll tell you why uh, after." <laughs> <laughs> just like, "Oh okay, sure." But Secret Project Four is something the Cosmere needs and has not talked about before. So it is not what many people thought it was, which was Silence Divine. So it is not that. And Brandon said it is loosely based off the first Cosmere story idea that he had. Now, I I, I could be wrong about this mm-hmm. because Brandon is not always consistent in the things that he says in, that is in true. streams and interviews and yes. things like that. But I, I, I think I saw somebody 
say that, oh, isn't this the one where somebody is stuck on a world and is trying to figure out the magic system to get off of the world? Yeah, Jafu found uh, the Wob from like years ago that was saying that, so... Well, by the time this podcast is out, you'll you'll know. You you can just go down to the bottom of the inspirations, and they'll probably blab about it. So, but anyway, not sounds divine. Um, it's pretty nothing exciting. we've heard about before. Nothing, but something the Cosmere needs. Uh, also, I just want to give a quick shout out. Peter and Karen are hilarious, and I and they they were lovely on the stream. But we will be uh, dealing with. Secret Project 3, God, it's so hard not to just say the, the titles, but I'm like, I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to be really good here. We will have Secret Project 3 uh, next weekend for you. And that's going to be with Wobs or without? Uh, well, we'll have to see how much Brandon says. Uh, Secret Project 1's stream was very interesting and had a lot of uh, words of Brandon. Uh, I believe the words of Brandon will probably come out the week after. Uh, and then we will do Secret Project 4, and I imagine Brandon will give many other bombshells, and then that will be a WAB episode after. But uh, if there are less and we put them in the same episode, uh, then we will, but we, they'll probably be split. So it'll be a bit for us to get to Secret Project uh, 4, but rest assured, we're getting to it. But Brandon's just... I, I didn't expect Brandon mm -hmm. would be putting out quite so much. Uh, no, so I cannot... I cannot wait for us to be done with these Secret Project episodes and then release the Shardcast Beach episode, which is just a filler. Uh, but it's not, though. I mean, no. You know what's happening in May, Evgeny. No, but I'm doing a bit, Eric. I know, I know. I'm just saying that there's some things that are coming out from us in May. You'll just have to wait and see. And see, this podcast is going to be just so much less viewed, so you, you can have all that secret knowledge. Like, whoa, what's going to happen with 70 Chart in May? <laughs> You'll find out. You and the other 47 viewers of this episode. No, no. I think <laughs> no we'll way. at least get as much as, uh, like, the 50. Evershore reactions probably maybe i don't know let's let's see how dark one did i'm putting this on oh, i don't think 50 percent better than dark one oh, okay yeah that i don't think that's a high bar <laughs> listeners i am this is this is live prediction so dark one 1.9 call it 2k well that's dark one lore the dark one reactions is 2.5k okay that's 2.5 okay so I am I am claiming that this video before it tapers off into obscurity. Yes. Will reach three point eight. Oh, no way. No way. It's gonna Thousand be views. it's gonna be at two. Evershore reactions was two K, just so you know. And Cytonic Reactions was three point four K. Is not getting as many views as Cytonic Reactions of getting. No way. Okay, but my but my money is on the Secret Project hype boosting this one up. Yeah, but the Secret Project 1 was Cosmere, and it wasn't more than like a regular Cosmere episode. It's I, not, have it's registered, not. I have registered my bet. Okay, well, <laughs> uh, put your comments below. So if, if you like it and comment, then the algorithm will boost it maybe. Uh, really, the algorithm will probably punish us like less viewers than usual are watching this video, so we're not going to recommend it, which is which is how YouTube works. But you can Let's still comment below. Preview. 
preview people watching us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What what did you guys think of Frugal Wizard? Uh you guys excited for the new stuff? Um we we will we will get to, to newer things pretty soon. Uh don't you worry. Uh plenty of Cosmere still to come, but if we didn't do this now, we're never doing this. So yep. we gotta we, we gotta we gotta talk about the new stuff. Right? I am I'm looking forward to us recording a very similar episode just about one year from now. Yes, uh, I, I I will tell you for 2023, I have slotted exactly one episode for the full <laughs> book of this. Uh, and I think that will be sufficient. I think that will be perfectly fine. We're going to skip who's that Cosmic character, uh, but we'll be back. There's, there's, don't worry, there's plenty more. Uh, and if, if you haven't read Secret Project 3, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty spicy. You should go check it out. And so we'll have more episodes coming to you very soon. So you can... Come to us on 17shard.com for all your news, discussion, theories, and fun that you could ever want. You can come to our Discord. There's so much chatter on the secret projects on Discord. So Not chat. as much this one. I don't I don't know about this one. <laughs> uh, but the Cosmere ones, it's like, that channel is absurdly popular. Like, it, <laughs> like, I made a joke and I got like 10 reactions in like less than 10 seconds like that's how busy it was when yeah, people were just sitting on that channel ready yeah 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 uh so come join for the madness uh i hope yeah you'll, you'll just have to see and uh if you like our stuff you can subscribe on youtube you can find us on itunes and you can support us on patreon and i didn't do this in the right order but whatever. Nope. There's I, also Twitter stuff and there's Instagram stuff. We now have. Oh, that. that's true. That that is new. There is actually an Instagram now. Yes. Um, you yes. can Lots you can art. follow us there for art. Oh, and should I put that in the descriptions now? Our link to our Instagram. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm. I have. I have no issue with us having Instagram. I just don't like Instagram as a platform. But that is well, a personal issue that I have. Okay. Well, neither, neither do we. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just gotta, like, why do you have you to gotta... log in? Why do you have to log in to view crap? Like, it's just. It just doesn't seem like a good experience, and it just. I don't like it. Gotta. We gotta play the game. Yeah. Well, I'll see you in 2025 when our 17-chart TikToks, when we have time to do additional <laughs> oh, no. content or something. And then no one's going to care about TikTok at that point. But then we'll be there. We'll be there at that point. That, I, don't, that, I don't know how the, how the TikTok dances work, but we can have like Cosmere dances. We, can uh, we just do different Kelsier dances from Ke yeah, Fortnite Kelsier. Yeah. Yeah. That are all copyright infringements. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> the dances. Well, that's that. You say that, but that presumes that our dancing is going to resemble the Fortnite dance. <laughs> that's close true. Enough that's a good point. Well, I'm, 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 no, sorry. I'm imagining we use the Kelsier Fortnite model, and someone paleo probably uh, <laughs> <laughs> to animate it and make it actually look like uh, an actual dance, rather than us dancing, which would universally be terrible. It's different. We'll save that for the beach episode. Okay, let's get the hell out of here, guys. <laughs> See you next week for Secret Project 3. What are we doing? Bye. <laughs> We're getting out of here. Call.